Pretty crazy. We're into it. the top 25. Let's go. So now we're going to start going back and forth one by one. Um, obviously, as we go farther into this list, I'm sure we're going to get much more longer winded about these songs, but I'm, I'm very excited about this. So my first one, number 25, I think will surprise you a little bit. Tyler, the creator with I think I is this is this the same one? No, Do but have I have to... Tyler, the creator also at number 25. Oh my god! Different song. I and okay. So th- <laughs> this is crazy. This is perfect. So this, oh, this, this is cr- very, we, we do this well. all. The- no, didn't we have last year? We had strawberries. Remember at the exact same spot. Mm-hmm. Did strawberries? We both were at number four. Remember that? Yep. This is so. Here we go oh, again. I wonder so how many more of the top funny. twenty-five this is going to happen with oh, now. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but go so, ahead. So tell me about. I think. Okay. So I have a different song. But so go ahead. with Tyler the Creator. I mean, as you're gonna, definitely about to say as well, this album was a huge leap away from his normal sounds. Like oh, this yeah. was this oh, was yeah. a totally completely different Tyler especially but Tyler says that every time he says he I'm never going to give you another goblin I'm never yeah. going to give you another flower boy I'm going to give you something brand new every time yeah and That's I love always about him yeah. and I and I love that because I don't know it lets an artist try and experiment with new things and it takes a lot of pressure off of them to stay yeah. confined in some box where you're not going to be quite as creative you're going to end up learning a formula and then you sell out I feel like it's like the normal way a big artist kind of dies out of the mainstream but this these songs and this song specifically gorgeous synths and keys coming it's like gradually fading in i guess as the verse uh or as the verse progresses there's a consistent tempo from the drums in the background that make it really easy to bob along to i think i'm falling oh it's so good it's so good (laughs) and then there's like a beat change that goes Ah. into like the bridge at some point there's a really thick bass line that goes right up into the focal point right up into the front of your face but then there's gorgeous things still going on in the background so like the bass will be right there but then when it eases out you can hear all this other stuff going on in the production but then all of a sudden boom the bass is right back in your face again and the lyrics basically you're discussing Tyler or sorry uh, Igor, um, Igor, 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 um, basically being on the fence of being in a relationship with somebody. With this song, them leaning more towards wanting to. With the whole lyrics in the chorus saying, "I think I'm falling in love," and I think it's for real, and everything like that. So I don't know. I just love the soundscape that he produces here. I think this is my definitely my favorite song off of this album. Big fan of the album. I'm happy that it's nominated for so many Grammys. We talked about that. We both think that it's probably going to end up winning um, album of the year in the Grammys. At least for rap, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's my thought. Um, uh, yeah, I have yeah, so 25. Yeah. I think. Wait, so what's the Tyler song you have? 25? I have. Are we still friends? Which was okay. on my top 25 from or top 20? Excuse me, from the mid year. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the best. Like I said this on on that episode. I'll say it again. I think it's one of the best endings to an album that I've heard in a long time. See, it's interesting. We chose songs literally from like the beginning and the end of and like the, end. the story of this the album. story because I, I like yeah I like the where it's kind of ending like the. There's like a lot of personality to this song, even though like lyrically Igor, quote unquote, still seems like they can't let go of this person. Like they still want them in their lives, even though they've kind of like screwed them over on like new magic wand. Right. They found somebody new. And like Mm -hmm. I felt like this album, not to get into the whole album, but every song was like a different emotion that Tyler was going or that Igor, quote unquote, was going through 
You know what I mean? Like as as this relationship progressed or like continued or whatever, yeah. right? So or this breakup per se. But then, but the instrumental on this song is interesting because it sounds almost like a new beginning. It's more heavenly and it's more softer sounding than most of the rest. Well, because there are definitely of, some other points that are much more abrasive throughout yeah, the course of the like, album. Yeah, so exactly. that's much smoother sounding by the yeah. end. Yeah. His drowned out vocals sound amazing. They sound gorgeous. Uh, like I said, I love the groovy, melodic, like late 60s style jazz and acoustic mm. uh, guitar ballads. I feel like that vocal effect is something that pushed a lot of people away from this album at first, but it's one of the things that I ended up really enjoying about it. Because and you, didn't, you even said that a little bit at the beginning, too, how yeah, you weren't it, as it, into... It, yeah. it was it was weird because it, it was almost actually... I would compare it to um, the vocoder effects of Tobacco on Malibu okay. Ken, where at first it was kind of grating, but once I got used actually... Actually, even better than this, there's a band that I'm going to talk about later on here that I am so excited, because especially if you haven't heard about them before, I okay. have to show you them right afterwards. Their vocal effects are incredibly grating, and it's a huge barrier of entry, but once you get used to it, they are the biggest jams ever. So hmm. so I feel like that was a similar thing, where eventually I kind of got used to it and accepted the vocal effect on Tyler's voice, and then, then it let me accept or appreciate the songs for what they were. It works. And Are We Still Friends, like I said, is probably my favorite song on this project, I loved I, th- I loved every song on this project really. Tyler Creator number twenty five, both of us with I think for you and Are nice. We Still Friends for Me. So go ahead, Wild. number twenty four. Okay, so twenty four. <laughs> um, this is a band called Vacationer and a song of theirs called Minimum. Uh, this came out early January. These guys, the the lead singer and who writes most of their songs, he's said before that they're very very heavily influenced by like LCD sound system. So oh, okay. they're very much in like the <laughs> so the vacationer. It's very like electric dream pop influenced stuff. A lot of like psychedelic elements to it too. But all in all, it, I guess. The easiest way to describe it, it's very atmospheric and vibey. It's almost like a relaxing in the springtime breeze aesthetic. Um, very spacey keys. There's pretty uh, basic drums, but they give a good backbone for the song. The singer is very, very smooth. He likes to switch between two pretty like distinct voice registers where he's either kind of down in like a lower, heavier bass sound where it's a lot of like chest coming through. And then he switches entirely over into his head voice, which is very light and airy. So it's the contrast with that's really, really cool. And the lyrics here, it's it's basically just talking about not letting life get too complicated when it doesn't have to be. Like there's a line in here that basically says you can be happy for you and maybe that's all you need. So it's it's kind of breaking life back down to like the simple things and not letting it get too complicated. So, yeah, my 24 vacationer minimum. Very, very vibey. Number 24, I have Khalid's Paradise, which was really high on my mid-year. I think it was like in my top five, maybe, or it was number five, if I'm not mistaken. And it's fallen all the way to 24, but I, I still love this track. And I just think it, it's it's catchy, it's melodic. You know, the neo-soul groove is just awesome. I think uh, Khalid right, like rides this beat really nicely. He brings out more falsetto. That's very impressive. The keys almost sound like reggae-inspired, and even and then that electric guitar at the end is freaking great. I wish it was longer. I think I said that the first time, too. Uh, it's just a really great vibe. Khalid, number 24, Paradise. If you want more nice. in-depth analysis, definitely check out either our mid-year uh, albums uh, recap or mid-year uh, Song songs, recaps. which was, it was a lot higher there, and I went more in-depth with it there. So mm-hmm. anyway, Khalid, number 24. Nice. With Paradise. So uh, my number 23 is a band that I have been a very outspoken fan of for a while, Pliny. 
they, uh, with their song Blue Angel featuring Adam Nolly Get Good, which is the guitarist of another band very similar called Periphery. And so these guys are another one of the bands that kind of came in with that big wave of math rock groups that came in, like Chon, Pliny, Polyphia, and other groups of similar similar nature, like Covet and anybody else. I could dive down this rabbit hole, but I'm not going to. Uh, But Pliny, the thing that kind of sets them apart for me is that they go into much heavier and thicker uh, sounds on their guitars, where a lot of the other ones try and stay with like the very light, um, like high frequency, little like fluttering riffs. These guys are not afraid to go down into almost something like gent type. And it kind of shows when they're bringing in a, a guitarist from Periphery, who is a very, very heavy, like progressive rock influenced group. So with, with this song, it's mostly what you would expect out of a Polyphia track. It's actually very reminiscent of this uh, album called Beacons by Cloud Kicker, who is another like progressive style rock influenced group where it's uh, kind of odd tempo, odd time signatured riffs that are all pretty low, but then there's a lot of re- really cool lead licks that come in over the top. There's a lot of great transitions here where they're using the dynamics on the guitar, palm muting, going open chords that give a lot of great different sounds to this. So when you're listening to it, it's not just one experience the whole time. And I just I just love the vibe that Pliny always gives. It's, like I said, dark, thick, meaty guitars rather than always just being the super shrill kind of light fluttery styling ones sweet so yeah number 23 for me Pliny Blue Angels awesome number 23 for me Anderson Pack. make it better Ooh, nice. our boy see I'm glad that we didn't choose the same song and we get to talk about him twice now okay. uh, well we all know what song you're choosing <laughs> yeah, for yours yeah. let's just be honest there make it better is smooth it's groovy love the piano that's mixed with the jazz guitar licks and I just think he has an amazing vocal performance here. It's catchy. It, it's fun. And uh, I think that the subject matter of the song is really cool, too. Like, just in, like a, been in a relationship for a long time, trying to spice it up. Don't want it to be exactly, like, as samey as it is. I'm, I'm big into this song, like, majorly. And I talked about it at length on the mid-year again. Some of these, I had a little run here where, like, I got some songs that I've talked about in the past before. But, yeah, so Make It Better, Anderson Pack off of Ventura. Uh, definitely my favorite track off that. And mm. very worthy of a top 25 spot. Absolutely, absolutely. That was probably maybe my second or third favorite song off of the album. So it was kind of in competition with the one that, uh, not much competition, but it was it was the next choice if... <laughs> There wasn't this other song on the album that I will talk about at some point later. But so at number 22 for me is our boys at Owl with Being Human is Weird. Dude, number 22 for me is (laughs) Owl. But it's a different song. What the hell? Okay. So twice in the bottom five, this has already happened. This is this is fantastic. So, I mean, I think it comes as no surprise to anybody who's listened to the show that these guys show up on both of our lists. Oh, Pretty hilarious that it's in the same spot. Um, I love that they're still staying in the top 25. Actually, what I'm looking at right now is a wrapped copy of the vinyl of their album. So... What happened was basically right after I actually actually if you want to tell this you can since obviously it's uh, like your girl who got this for me but <laughs> shout out Carissa man she's yeah. she's the best uh, yeah so obviously Cody leaves at the, the the actual story that we do on the on the show and tell is hilarious go check it out but mm-hmm. long story short. Cody leaves. We get both get vinyls at uh, their at show. their show, and Cody leaves it in the Uber. <sighs> Never found it again. And Carissa catches wind of this, listens to the episode, hysterically laughs, 
And then being and then who, promptly buys one. <laughs> and then yeah, and then being who she is, buys one, sends it to my house without telling me. And then I'm like, uh, unbelievable. She's like, oh yeah, just so you know, like there's gonna be a little something for Cody being sent to your so house. Cool. And I'm like confused. I'm like, mm-hmm. Cody, are you stealing my girl? Like, what's yeah. going on? No, yeah, sorry, sorry no, 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 no. Just she, <laughs> so funny. So no, so yeah. Really thank funny. you, thank you, Carissa. Absolutely awesome. Love to finally get that. That so yeah. I know we had the hashtag. It was like find Cody's vi- vinyl. So yeah, Cody's vinyl is now found. T- technically um, speaking, it's found. Yes, but yes, uh, sort yeah. Of. So being human is weird. Would have been the song I would have had had I not chosen Weather Report. So I mean, two amazing songs mm. off their incredible album, Paris, which we will almost certainly be talking about in the albums mm-hmm. episode i can only imagine mm-hmm. and yeah so being human is weird is, is freaking that that's great I, I love it it's it's i mean especially seeing them live too it was so fun to see some of these songs performed in front of our faces and i know that so anybody who's interested in that go and listen to that episode for the show and tell but as most of their songs the lyrical content here is great talking about someone basically looking around at a bunch of social norms around them that they just find very weird and that they don't want to contribute to it but then at the end of the song just by the nature of who they're hanging out with and where they are they find themselves caught up kind of in the rat race of like going up to the bar and asking someone if they want a drink and then basically making themselves part of the very thing that they think is weird about being human so I I love I love the message of that song I think it's something that every Everybody has really has been able to relate to at some point in some facet and just the the melody that they use the way that the drummer is using a lot of side hits on the um on his drums and a lot of stick clicks instead so it's a lot more like direct percussive sounds that don't linger as long it gives a really cool aesthetic to it and i know we've talked about their music a ton so i won't be too long-winded here but we're both very out, outspoken fans of them. So yep. you know, 22 for me was being human is weird. And, and I have weather. You, yeah. yeah. I got weather report, uh, major highlight for me off this album. Probably my favorite one. Of course, uh, JC Kong's punk rock vocals are phenomenal. They're epic. Uh, they have this great progression that we didn't really like critique per se, but we just felt was a little samey, but still worked phenomenally mm-hmm. on every song here. It kind of has just like slow kind of build, almost like a roller coaster, and then it brings you back down just to bring you like back up again at the end. Yeah. The ending progression on this song particularly is incredible. I just love that they implement some other instruments, uh, like violins and string sections. And it helps add to that keys. build, like you yeah. said, because they can add in additional instruments as the song goes farther in. Exactly. It fills out the, the sound. You got it. Exactly. Well said. The sonic appeal here just really kind of brings everybody in. The whole album really is just amazing. But mm-hmm. So uh, shout out, guys. You know, yeah, like, of course, I, you guys I'm, made I'm our sure. list. Yeah. I mean, it, it, Hopefully it went without saying. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so hello. And yeah, great <laughs> album again. Great songs. Yep. And number 21s. So ahead, for man. 21 for me, <clears throat> I'm moving into one that also should come as no surprise because it's me, but it's probably going to be surprising how low this fell off of my top 20 from the middle of the year. Aesop Rock with Tobacco and the song Tuesday. This was actually, this was a tough one because it was still pretty high up on my list until kind of recently when I was really listening to my list in order. And then every time I would hear a song before it and be like, ah, That's how I was doing and I would just things, like switch yeah. it, switch it, switch it. And it kept falling lower and lower. But it's no no knock because yeah. I, like I said, with even with, uh, you know, Khalid's Paradise or Tierra Whack, like to be a top 50 song of a year on quote unquote anybody's lists, you know what I mean? I think is, is, mm-hmm. is enough due diligence. The fact that it's a top 25, I mean. Still, you know, yeah. Yeah. Really enjoyed Almost it. Almost cracked top 20. So, And so, I mean, if you want to hear more about this, we covered this album in our January album reviews. I talked about this song in the uh, the album and the song in the mid-years as well. 
Um, but like a quick little recap, it's very synth heavy, which I mean, that's tobacco. That's kind of what you should expect. And like we've been saying, he puts a lot of vocoder uh, effect over his voice, which for some people can be a little bit of a barrier for entry. But if you can get through that, Aesop gives you a lot of really nutty flow patterns, which is what he's kind of known for, in my opinion. And he pairs that with just disgusting lyrics about poor hygiene, like a dirty apartment and a mushroom going growing inside of his car. I, I love the line at the end. It's like, I can't even keep a, keep a cactus alive when I'm present. Once I'm gone, it's a groundbreaking botanical epic. And I, I don't know why that just really resonated with me. Um, I don't know what that says about me as a person. The video, the video is too, is just so gross, which is probably not making someone want to watch it, but you definitely should. It's a really, really cool video. Definitely fits the uh, the vibe of the song very well. So Dude. T- 21 for me, yeah. First of all, his vocabulary is incredible. Oh, yeah. But secondly, you stole a line that I was going to use for a song I actually have written down coming up soon that, like, I don't know the fact that this song is so high on my list. I don't understand. I don't know what that says about me as a person, but I'm not sure it's a good thing. <laughs> and that's why I was waiting. And then you just said that. I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Oh, <laughs> stole your thunder. Stole my thunder for, like, a song that's coming up very soon. But anyway, not, I mean, hey, like, not a huge fan of that whole project mm-hmm. as a whole. Tuesday's a great song. I, I can't knock that. Big you know, fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so what do you got? What do you got? I got number twenty one here. A little different of a vibe than an Aesop rock for sure. I got Dermot Kennedy without numbered off of his new album Without Fear. And man, this song to me, gorgeous acoustic guitar instrumentation. He sings passionately about I love someone. Oh, this album was really, really, really good. And his passionate vocals that he has in here and his lyricism, just about like basically somebody he truly loves that may not be confident in themselves or like quite have the self-esteem that's necessary to like live happily and comfortably together. And he just wants this person to like understand like how important Mm -hmm. they are, not only to him, but like in their lives together. And it's just like a really like meaningful, it's strong. You know what I mean? You just feel the emotion. It gets it it across really well. He does that great in all of his songs. He really does. But this one to me, like felt like the best representation of that. And I think to me it's one of the best singer songwriter tracks of the year. The album is phenomenal. If anyone See, gets a shot, I, I was so sad. See, the album I definitely think maybe talked about again, but the songs on it, I felt so bad not putting any on my list because my favorite songs on the album were ones that he released forever ago. So True. it wasn't this year. So I felt like it didn't wasn't really fair. Like, to oh, put like them a moments on. past. Well, moments so past moments was on my past, last year. Power yeah. over me, and yeah. um, especially my favorite Dermot song, "An Evening I Will Not Forget." But that's a song that he released years and years and years ago. That's like my personal favorite of his. So, but I don't know. I definitely agree with you. I I saw him live. Um, I can't remember the name of the venue. It's the one that's right next to the Middle East. Sonia, maybe. I don't know. But either way, he, he's a fantastic singer. Like you said, he really was Sonia's the right. He was at Middle across. East a couple of years ago. So, mm-hmm. regardless, man. Yeah, twenty one. Dermot Kennedy outnumbered. I freaking love this song. Nice. Like it's it. When I ever need to get my feels, like this is that feels. That's track. the go-to. It's one of them for sure from this past year. There's been so. a, there's been a lot of popular artists in a similar um, like vibe to him too, like uh, Louis Capaldi this year. With like uh, Louis Capaldi album. this he, year, his, some of his songs were like yeah. real close contenders for me too. Getting some um, Grammy uh, notifications too, Louis Capaldi, not yeah, not not, not Dermot. Dermot. But, but yeah, so so either way, I'm really happy about that. Yeah. 
Um, but top, so top twenty, bro. Yeah, here we go. Top twenties. All right. Getting so, there. <laughs> an artist I have talked about before, and a specific version of one of their songs. I have uh, Georgia Smith with a song that she released. Yes. Be honest, but specifically the uh, one with Miss Banks, the Cadenza and AOD remix. Okay. So the original one, I wasn't really huge on. Um, the I felt like the beat didn't really match what she was doing vocally. And not that either of them sounded bad on their own, but the two of them together didn't really like mesh too well for right. some reason. It almost felt like the notes that Georgia was singing, trying to get all of her lines to like hover around, weren't the ones that the chord progression was like trying to linger around. So it was kind of weird. But then this remix switches to almost like a Spanish sounding, like not flamenco picking because that's way faster, but like a finger picked guitar line, and it actually follows the like vocal progression that she's using. So I think it matches much, much better. They bump the BPM up a little bit, which gives okay. it like a much more like bouncy vibe to it. I love Georgia Smith's vocals. I've always been kind of a sucker for her. She's like effortlessly good sounding when she sings. And it's it's just so, I don't know, it, it draws you in when you hear her. I was a big fan of her um, album Lost and Found that I've talked yep. about pretty much Grown all the on time. Me huge since, since last oh, so year. So good. And then she had... Um, Oh, what was the song? That was a, there was another remix song that she was on that got absolutely massive. It was the Don't first song. Don't want to feel Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't want you on my mind. I was actually with Grace not that long ago, um, and I think we were up, it was when we were up in Portland together, and that song, I like heard it uh, playing Predator, somewhere. that's the other. Yeah, by Predator, Leo, the Predator. On my but so so with this song. one, it, it's, it's great. I would definitely check this out. Miss Banks' verse, I think, is much better than Berna's from the original. I would, Berna didn't really do too much for me. I think that she has a nice little singing pocket that she hits at a certain point in her voice, and that's why it works better with Georgia. The other song sounded like a Georgia Smith song with some with just like a random um, like UK rapper going into it, where not random, but a, like it's just a random rap verse. And then this one kind of meshes more with the vibe of Sweet. the song. So yeah, by number twenty, Georgia Smith. Be honest, but specifically the Cadenza remix. Somehow, <laughs> somehow this missed me. I don't know. I can't. I never heard that. I didn't hear that song. This we'll, have year, to, so. we'll have to. That's another one. We'll have, we'll to, have to put on after. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Number twenty. Denzel Curry. There he and is. Slow tie. Psycho. I knew it. I knew it wasn't gonna like miss your list. Okay. There's no way this was missing my list. I cannot stop listening to this song. I listen to it so much, like scarily like, good, and I'm yeah, literally, and I'm not sure what this says about me as a person. This was the one oh, exactly. That's it. Like, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I don't care, right? I don't care. Mm-hmm. There's one word that I have for this song, and it's just straight up freaking energy, man. Mm-hmm. Right? It's abrasive. It's horrifying. It's uncomfortable. I know that's like four words. It's like the but sound like, version of Breaking Glass. It's, it's crazy, awesome. man. It's awesome. Like, oh my god. Like I said, abrasive, horrifying. It, the and like sharp- we've both been fans of Death Grips in the past too, and I feel like this is kind of almost going into like that territory of like experimental yeah. industrial style beats. Oh, for sure. Uh, those sharp strings makes it feel like you're like dun, literally. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's like a horror movie. Literally. Exactly, literally a horror movie. And <laughs> at any moment you're about to turn around and see some dude with like a big butcher knife coming. Literally, out dude, walking like, ominously at you. Be careful. Tread at your own caution about like listening to this song like late at night or like mm-hmm. late night night driving. You are prone to having nightmares. Do not listen to this before you go to sleep. <laughs> Definitely unless not. You want, unless you want a soundtrack for your nightmare, like, like don't this. Let, yeah. This would be it. <laughs> Denzel's drowned out vocals almost sound like. He's like screaming through a megaphone at first, mm. like it's crazy. And then, but still, somehow, I don't, I can't, I can't believe that he figures out a way to make this hook melodic because right. the way in which the instrumentation is, like, it literally seems impossible. But somehow, some way, he does it. He gives this song like 
just not an overall sound, but like a legitimate structure. Like it's 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 beyond impressive to me. And then Slow Tie was able to like really add a ton to this. Honestly, he uh, he he sounds like he was made to be on a song with Denzel Curry. Like they pair so beautifully. Yep. In like the most creepy, horrific way. And then the second half of his verse has that same megaphone like type filter that Denzel's verse has. But he spits like a freaking madman. Mm-hmm. He's like, but like, this is us. He's like, he's just, awesome. oh my God. Like you can almost picture like, what he would look like in the booth. Like, like delivering yes, that. Just it's like crazy. Pure like anxiety when he's like in the booth. But given oh that, oh, God. it's great. It's great. This song's insane. It's it, It's insane. It bends what I thought was possible about music. Mm -hmm. And someone that is a fan of horror movies, like, this shit just is is amazing. So, number 20, Slow Tie and Denzel Curry. Psycho. Like, one of the best experimental rap songs of the year. And and, and it's not close. All right. So, into number 19, I have Hobo Johnson with Mover Away from his most recent album. That awesome just song. Released. Was one was up there for me. Just had to be Ugly Kid. Yep. So, dude, there's a, this was hard to pick the song. It was between like this, um, I Want a Dog. There was so many great tracks off of this. I can't remember what Fantano said his favorite one was. Um, I can't remember either. Was, I think it was the Subaru Cross Check. That song's Subaru hilarious. Cross that song is hilarious. I just bought a Subaru, Subaru Cross Check. Yes, dude. So, but, so, I went with Mover Away. And as we already said, Hobo Johnson, rapper, poet, writer, slam poetry, weirdo, anxiety, <laughs> awkwardness, all kind of bundled up into one. And he kind of owns that and really doesn't really. And he's like unabashed or OK, he's not he's unafraid to be himself with like with his music and with his expression. But that is what <clears throat> makes him so great. And I love it. And, and, I, and appealing. what I and what I love about this new album is before he kind of struggled to really translate his like live show energy into a studio recording setting. But in this album, I think he got much, much better with getting that across and actually showing all of this emotion that's pouring out of him, like during his NPR performances, as, as an example. Exactly, something like that. So, and especially in like this song, in the second verse, he's like talking about a girl that moves away and he finds himself questioning whether it was something like he said. And then he goes into his like usual silly little catchphrases of like, oh, it's because I didn't text back for a day or two or something like that. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think that Hobo really gets into a headspace that a lot of us find ourselves in from time to time and it's nice to have something that you can like relate to in that sense i i love this album and hobo johnson as an artist so yeah number 19 for me was hobo johnson with mover away an excellent choice nonetheless uh number 19 for me i have freddie gibbs and madlib Giannis. <laughs> is it next you have to wait you have to wait uh unfortunately yeah wait because you just said it's your number 19 right it's number 19 yeah you're gonna have to wait okay so Giannis, Anderson Pack, number 19. You're going to have to wait until right now. Number 18, <laughs> Freddie Gibbs no and way. Anderson Pack. Giannis. I'm not even I kidding I swear you. to God. I am not on even my, kidding on you. On everything I've ever done so in funny. my life, we did not compare lists before we did this. We we have no, we had no idea. We never we never do anyway, but like yes, yeah. we never Cause because we, and we usually try to not talk about it cuz we want the conversation to be as organic as possible. Yeah. So, oh my god, hilarious. The staccato keys on this shit, mm-hmm. the hi-hats, the freaking snare drum blends, that vocal sample with the DJ scratches like the the mix there's so many elements to this beat 
it's it's crazy that it's so light sounding, but yet also has like a bit of a haunting mm-hmm. sort of sound too. Like it, it's not nearly psycho. Let's just be yeah. real about that. But, but like, but the the things that kind of fill out the lower frequencies in the song definitely have that vibe to them. Where I think the keys that are up over the top give it the more uplifting thing, and that's like where the contrast ends up. It's just from. an interesting <clears throat> instrumental, mm-hmm. and I really just enjoy. Like Freddie's like commentary here is lyricism. Oh, he's, uh, he's I feel like he's so underrated. I I mean not that he doesn't get props, but like I is. there's especially there's a freestyle he did on LA Leakers where he's like sitting there with his son in his lap and they put on the my type of party uh beat and he just goes nuts. And I, I don't know. He he is definitely one of the most technically skilled rappers that was releasing music in this past year and bandana, bandana's incredible it was so good it was, it was almost incredible. hard to pick a song that i was going to put on it i mean this one def- definitely stood out to me and especially having the anderson pack feature in it which is that our boy that like helps. yeah i liked but, fake names a lot off this mm. album i liked situations i like cataract there was so many songs i could have chosen I liked freestyle shit freestyle crime shit. pays oh crime God. pays made it on the um the mid-year i'm pretty sure i remember talking about that yeah it, I, I had Giannis, but it was great stuff oh man this song's incredible yeah and anderson pack's contribution is just fantastic so oh yeah he kills the hook yeah so short and sweet. so 19 for me 18 for you yeah wait okay. so, so now what's your 18 i got emotional oranges Ooh, there we go what, which one don't be lazy <laughs> i Bro. surprisingly this almost knocked the song that's on my list off it was it did very, well, I, very I, close i, I had um that one that's like you can be honest with me babe which one's that one? built that way built that way oh my god mm-hmm. i can't wait i can't remember that forget the name of that song yeah don't be lazy knocked it off i did spoiler alert i did like volume one as a whole better than i liked the juice volume two Volume just 2 had some great tracks. Though. Oh, it did. It did. But as a whole, I liked one better. But Don't Be Lazy was my favorite Emotional Oranges song of the year. It has nothing to do with the subject matter. I just mm-hmm. want to be clear about that. Because the subject matter is not riveting by any means. They're just literally talking about how to fucking please each other. And like, It feels it, like that's it, the, the subject matter of a lot of their well, songs. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with it all. Anyways, it, it, whatever. Yeah, it, it, whatever. Either way. It's the sound and like mm-hmm. the aesthetic and sonic appeal of this track that brings me back. Like the instrumental, it's spacey, but it's got some like nice '80s grooves. And then of course, just the chemistry between. So apparently, I actually just heard about this recently. So Mitchell Bell and Sally Johansson actually aren't even their real names either. They're just pseudonames. So these, yeah, and they're going by like emo and V instead or instead something like that. Now, now. so now yeah, they're yeah. changing it again. So they're still not telling us who they are. They're still yeah. not like showing their even their. Their full faces at, at shows. shows. It's like it's all it's backlit. Like, it's, it's all, all very back- backlit, yep. so it's like it, dark on their face. And I want to see them live. I really want to see them. I live. hope they they're, like headline. Their, their tour right now isn't going to Boston, which is super sad. That but is I, sad. I would almost be willing to travel to see them. Like yeah. I would love to catch one of their. I shows. think it would be an interesting experience to see like that type of. I'm really curious yeah. what the crowd like uh, makeup is going to be too. Like that I always too. find that really interesting at shows. It's yeah. like what type of crowd you're going to end up getting. Yeah. But anyway, don't be lazy. It's it's sexy. It's groovy. Mm. It's raw. It's got a ton of personality, and I just really like the track. Again, I don't care for like the subject matter. It's mm. not really the point. I, I just think the it's just to kind of vibe out to the vibe to. is legit. So number eighteen, emotional oranges. Don't be lazy. See, don't be lazy, and just like you, both were strong contenders for my list. But the song that I have on it had to still knock them out. But so seventeen for me. I have a feeling I'm not going to get to talk about just yet. I have talk it out. By Matt Corby, and we are waiting. <laughs> All right, we are right and to we will, my number and seventeen. We will wait for that. So yeah, over to Mike's number seventeen. 
Please tell me this is if this is the same song again, I'm gonna lose. Okay. Oh okay. no. Okay. No. At number seventeen, I've seventeen. I have Wale's "Love Her Fault" featuring okay. the Bryson Tiller, and again, amazing piano sample, stark mm-hmm. but beautiful. Comes to the forefront of the beat. Really, really enjoy it. I think Wale flows effortlessly over this thing as he does on a lot of the songs on this album yep they, he just finds really nice pockets on this whole thing especially the song though I feel like uh, basically just kind of the trials and tribulations of love and like the doubts that you can have in a relationship so nothing really like profound yeah again like just really talking about just kind of the constant give and take that you have to have in a relationship in order to like make it work mm-hmm. it feels honest I think the instrumental is really great. And honestly, Bryson Tiller, this is one of the best features I've heard him on in quite a while. Like he has some really nice pitch control and nice pitch elements here. He hits some really nice notes and he does a really nice job in not only the chorus, but he brings in a bridge much later in the uh, in the back half of the song. And I just think Bryson, this is the Bryson Tiller I, I really liked when he came out with his debut. And I want to see this more of this Bryson Tiller over this type of production. And they again, they just have nice chemistry. And definitely my favorite song um, off Wale's uh, last album or newest mm-hmm. album. We'll definitely be talking about another song and probably that album again. Oh, yeah, very, very for soon. sure. Well, we just reviewed it recently. Mm-hmm. We just reviewed it with Pano. Yep. Off of what was what were the other two albums we did? YBN. Oh, yeah, YBN Corday. That was, oh, that was, that was, oh. That was um, the Grammys one. Remember yeah, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did that's Grammys right, predictions. Right. And, and then, then those albums. We did those albums, right? Yeah, that's, that's exactly. right. Exactly. That's right. Wow, that's crazy by Wale. I'm sure we'll be talking about that album a lot mm-hmm. later on. But if you want to hear As full, everybody should be. But if you want to hear our full depth review on it, go check out our Grammys episode. episode and that's on the back end of that. So anyway, 17, uh, Love Her Fault Sweet. featuring Bryson Tiller. All right, approaching the top 15, but before we get there, number 16 for me is her with the song Slide featuring YG. Okay. Now, okay. this is an artist that I definitely have been a fan of before. Actually, not in this Grammys episode, but the one before that, last year's Our Reaction I was definitely saying I was a big fan of her. That was one of my favorite performances from the Grammys that year with that like cool see-through guitar, I'm pretty sure, if I'm yes. remembering correctly. Yes, yep, yep. Um, love her style. Love just like, I don't know, the energy that she always has with her, where she's so like laid back and like cool. And like like nothing in the world could she bother her. She is like her. the cool kid, it, like too just cool like for glasses school Glasses on, shit. just chilling. Yep. And I love, love the uh, chorus here. It's just so catchy, the way that she's singing and, like, the little melody that she finds there. Um, and it's I, it, it's just literally the definition of a catchy chorus. Um, and she uses a really powerful tool, I feel like, in this song that I don't really get the chance to talk about a lot, where she has the song almost start with a version of the chorus that has a lot of the instruments stripped back out of it. So you kind of have to listen to what she's saying and how she's saying it. And then the instrumentation comes in And then it comes in, and then the next time it hits the chorus, you're already ready. Like, you know what the words are. You know how it sounds. So you're already kind of like singing along by the time the second chorus comes on. And even at the end of the chorus, um, she says, like, the one we go and slide, and just, like, repeats it a couple times. So she's using repetition to almost kind of get you to, like, sing it with her right away. And it really, really works. Like, I love this song so much. YG's uh, verse, it's not one of the things that I think stands out about this song, but like we've said on some other examples, it's not taking away from it. I just think that there's a lot of really cool vocal effects on here. There's a lot of reverb on it at certain points. There's some like cool after shimmer effects on the synth, and it's just a really smooth, vibey song that 
we're kind of come to expect and love from her. So I'm really happy that she put another great song out like this. Yeah. So yeah, number number 16 for me is her with Slide. Great. And I have at number 16, The Weeknd, Heartless. He dropped that one in Blinding Lights. I mm-hmm. like this one a lot better personally. That Blinding Lights almost sounded like could have been off like... Uh, uh, Stranger Things. Like yeah, soundtrack. I was going to say it's a it very 80s very vibe. Very yeah. 80s. But uh, so I'm, in, I'm curious to see what his uh, album this year. What direction he's going to go. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. This song sounds like his response to Selena Gomez, who wrote a response to Justin Bieber. That song that's all over the radio, like needed to lose you to love me or whatever. Isn't that the song that she's super upset she didn't get number one? Um Four on the Billboard because Roddy Rich did. Is that what is that what that like? No, is that's right a different now? song because he and she did get it. It's rare. Oh, that she song, did. That song is rare. I just oh. saw that today actually. Mm-hmm. So then now that "Lose You to Love Me" song is about Justin Bieber supposedly, and that's like how her their breakup supposedly helped. She had to understand that pain in order to like, yeah, like get, get in this yeah get in this space. Gotcha. The weekend's almost like opposite. He's like retracting back to who he was before this, and he's like. Essentially, yeah, going back to like even before like like that beauty in the behind the madness uh, trilogy weekend. I feel like that's what the song kind of brings back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's catchy, but it's very edgy at the same time. Uh, of course, the weekend's vocal range is just ridiculous, and his performance on here is just again like immaculate. I almost would argue that, and I feel like a lot of this with some artists. I don't wish this upon the weekend or anything like that, but I almost feel like he's at his best when he's going through breakups and tough times, like in his relationship. Well, it's almost like an Adele effect. Yeah, where it's like when she has some kind of big breakup, you expect a big song afterwards. Yeah, like a beauty behind the madness, but. This tra- this this track almost feels like a mix of both of the like in between those albums. I feel like like he was in love, it was taken away from him, and now he's back to like being the heartless, like heartthrob. Yet does that make sense? I know that's it's a weird dichotomy, but like he's the heartless heartthrob. That, yeah, that's like how everybody wants him. him, but he's just like yeah, whatever. He's like, like yeah, he's back to that kind of form that we all kind of loved about him in the first place. Mm-hmm. So again, yeah, I, this is a great song. I, I was listening to this like crazy. The, when it came out and this came out pretty late in the year I think it was like early December so it's only been out for like a little over a month but I, I just really enjoy this song a ton nice. and, and enough to, to really catapult it into the top top 20 so uh, number 16 The weekend, Heartless and with that we're at the top 15 so rounding into my 15 is a guy that we've talked about album we've reviewed and it is the James Blake song Tell Them featuring Moses Sumney now I have James coming up like really soon. Like this is crazy, dude. I told I told you there was gonna be. I, I felt like there was gonna be a lot of similar artists, a lot of similar. But like artists. in the same spots, it's crazy. It, it's dude. pretty wild. It's wild. Anyway, I feel them. like it almost makes sense though because when we reviewed this album, we both gave basically almost the same numer- numerical review. We did as well. We did. Um, Tell them was a great song, but it's it's like a hauntingly beautiful song. There's a lot of really light falsetto vocals, which I think that's what Moses Sumney almost always goes with, and it couples well with James Blake because he also ends up bridging into the falsetto part of his voice pretty frequently. I love how the beat has a lot of open space, and there's some like whooshy, wavy effects that are just kind of floating through it, and that's kind of what keeps it mm-hmm. all full sounding. Trap influenced drums, which was kind of a common theme across a lot of songs here. Um, and I don't know, it just is a really like eerie experience for the listener, but it's very like beautiful sounding at the same time. It's a, it's an interesting conflict between the two sounds throughout the course of it. I feel like, yeah, that was a good song. Big fan, big fan. So definitely what I went back to the most. So yeah, for 15 for me was, was tell them with James Blake and number 15 for me, I have earth gang with top down. 
Nice. This hook, man. This is this is maybe the best hook of the year. Mm-hmm. Like for me, like made to be sung along with, like with the windows down, like warm weather, feeling good type of track. So literally not today, like with 11 degrees, like wait till the spring. And then the song will be like the jam. It really is upbeat. It's fun. I just love both Johnny Venus and Dr. Dots's energy. So many catchy, just like fun little ad libs throughout the whole like song that are kind of in the background that you don't really like, you almost don't recognize that they're there until you recognize them, if that makes sense. And then they just, they just continue to kind of, bring the beat even more so the, the yeah. song it really just elevates the song this is such a fun track and, and honestly there's a couple of tracks off this album that i wanted to maybe put in this place but i just couldn't pick a song that i liked better than this even up see even up though, and stuck and proud of you were like the ones that i was all thinking i also about liked bank on, so. too mm, bank, bank was, was great so but anyway it's just a really fun track one that i came back to a lot mm-hmm. this year so uh number 15 earth gang with top down nice so my number 14, and this is Tierra Wack with Unemployed. And this was one that had made it from my mid-year list. I think it fell a little bit from where it was then. I believe it was in like my top five even during the uh, mid-year list. And uh, honestly, the only reason I feel like it's dropped this much is because we haven't really heard as much from Tierra Wack. So yeah. it, it, I'm more likely to start forgetting about these songs because there's so many new things that keep coming out. So I, I really want to hear this go on to a full-length project. And we reviewed this on our March um, like albums and then – or not albums, but I, I, when we were talking about songs from, I believe, the first quarter and then talking about our mid-years, this song came up. And it's just a very eerie piano loop that goes around through the whole song. It's a very, like, zero to 100 intensity feeling from from Whack. Tons of flow switches, really putting her ability on showcase. I wish that we would get recorded versions of her freestyles from her Instagram page. And anybody who hasn't heard these, go and find them. Basically, any video of her that's just, like, her face really up close, that's probably going to be one of her freestyles. They are fantastic. And this is one of the songs that kind of shows that ability as well. Um, so I would definitely check this out. Uh, Tierra Wack, Unemployed. There's a ton of other singles you can see from her this year, but this one was definitely my favorite for the uh, 14 spot. And number 14, I got James Blake. Not there it is. too far away. There it is. And, of course, I got Where's the Catch with Andre 3000. Oh, yeah. And I've talked about this song like a bajillion times, so I'll keep it really short. But that really unique instrumental with like the banjo sample, mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, Andre's heady ass first that he says he was about to spit then he spits yep. incredible anything that Andre's ever on I'm into like well, I'm the biggest outcast fan that I potentially know uh, yeah man I, these this album's amazing uh, this song was my favorite off of it I love the like the synth bass kicker that you know gives it like really a heavy feeling and uh, it's mixed so nicely with like James's angelic and smooth vocals that come mm-hmm. in at the beginning so uh, really, really awesome that James Blake went into more of like this headspace and this sound space for me. Always like been a fan of James Blake, but not like this. Yeah. So yeah, number fourteen, James Blake's "Where's the Catch?" Oh, it's a great song. Under three thousand. Absolutely great song. One of one of my favorite uh, guest verses of the year. Yeah, that, for sure. Oh yeah. Now for number thirteen for me, one of my uh, favorite artists and a group that he is a part of, Pivot Gang, and their song "Hero." Now, the biggest thing I have to say about this song is I do not know how Saba speaks in cursive on the chorus of this. Because when he says the, like, the main line of, I am looking for no hero, no, or heroine, 
it's so hard to understand what the hell he's saying. All of these words flow together with each other that it I didn't know what the hell he was saying until I looked up the lyrics later on. Pano's a huge fan of this song too. I, I know we've listened to a bunch of songs off of this, like Hero, Colbert, Bible. I love Colbert. Bi- Bible was the one that was on my mid-year list. So this was another one that I switched it for another it song, mostly because of probably all the times I've been listening to it with Pano. But one thing interesting I found out that I actually have to correct myself because I want to hold myself accountable. I know I, th- I think I said on the original episode I talked about this when we reviewed this album, um, you can't sit with us. The I said the flute was a certain sample, and I kept saying, oh, I'm a really big fan of the flute sample, sample, sample. Well, when I was looking up more information for the song, I found out they actually recorded this live in studio. So it was not a Tower of Power sample like I think I originally thought it was, even though it does give me that vibe and kind of sounds similar, like almost mask off in a sense, I guess, because it's a flute. I guess. But um, it was recorded live in studio, so props to them. But, yeah, no, this song is absolutely amazing. Um Freshwaters has a really percussive rapping style. Saba hit some great triplet flows in his verse. And it almost feels like the song version of like a rainy day. I, um, not necessarily in like a super melancholy sense, but just kind of in the vibe that it's giving out. And it talks about like dealing with your problems without needing some mystical perfect figure, hero or heroine to look up to and model your life after. You're just kind of secure within your own trials yeah. and tribulations. So yeah, for me, number 13, Pivot Gang, Saba, Freshwaters, Hero. Awesome. And for number 13 for me, I have Post Malone's I'm Gonna Be off of Hollywood's Bleeding. And again, Post Malone making my list yet again. It's It really amazes me how much I disliked Post Malone in the White Iverson days and how much I've come on to Post Malone. It's been Malone. very consistently, yeah, on yeah. the list since. Yeah. Even like, yeah, Beer Bongs and Bentleys was really high last year. The electric guitar sample on here is a really cool stark contrast to the darker production and like the verses, and then it lightens up a lot more in the hook. I think this is one of more his passionate performances on this album. I love that part in the hook when he's like, "Can you feel it?" Like you could just, yeah, post. I can, I can feel your feel your emotion here, man. And honestly, like the song subject matter for anyone that hasn't heard, it's just kind of all about doing what makes you happy and doing what like you're set out to do for yourself. Uh, just like a really huge fan of this track. Uh, super relatable and definitely one of my favorites, like I said, off Hollywood Bleeding. And uh, very worthy of a top 15 mm-hmm. placement, for my, in my opinion. And so, yeah, Post Malone, I'm going to be at number 13. Really, really just a song I came back to a ton. And another song that really just, it's 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 very inspiring in a way and, and meaningful. So yeah. I really enjoyed it. Well, regardless of what you think about the guy, he makes hits. Like he certainly does. He stays on top of the billboard. I could have picked a lot of songs from this project, like "Die for Me" with Halsey and Future. Weirdly enough, I loved the Ozzy Osbourne and Travis Scott "Take What You Want from Me." Like that's another great track. There was a million track, well, not million, but obviously there's only probably 17, 18 tracks. But there's a lot of cuts off here that I was really like toying with. But I'm gonna be just felt like. The type of music I like is music that is is meaningful. The lyricism it yeah, makes me feel something. Yeah. So that song made me feel something a little bit more than the others. Nice. So, so on to my number twelve. I have Delta Sleep with their song "Constant Dreamer." Now, Delta Sleep, their album last year made it onto my year end yeah, list. Um, we've heard Delta Sleep from oh, you before. Oh yeah, and these guys just check so many boxes for me when it comes to like rock music. Like I, they have a great intensity, which reminds me of punk music and harder rock genres. But then there's intricacies that remind me more of like math rock and prog. They like to have some nice emo sounds in there. They blend it all together really, really, really well. 
when the singer singing softly, he almost reminds me of like a minus the bear type um, approach to his vocals. And I've seen them live. And they were incredible. And then he starts singing louder. And that's when the punk influences really come out. Cause it's almost like he's kind of like yelling into the mic instead of just like singing softly. And the biggest thing that I love about Delta Sleep is they can create such high-energy songs without being gimmicky with it. They don't need to down-tune their guitars to try and get some, like, big, thick feeling to it. They don't need to try and use, like, nonsensical double bass and some ridiculous screaming or overblown effects. Although I shouldn't knock on overblown effects because I love shoegaze and that's, like, basically the description of, of shoegaze. But these guys just do it in such a authentic way, and it, it's just a really talented group. Um, they change up the complexions of their songs as they go through, so there's not really any point where you feel like they just copy-pasted like a recording that they yeah. had from the first verse for the second one. There's little changes, so I would definitely check this out. Delta Sleep, Constant Dreamer is a fantastic track and sits at my number 12. And at my number 12, YBN Corday, We Gonna Make It, nice. featuring Meek Mill. My God, that hook, best hook of the year. That's not top down. Actually, you know what? You know what? I think I like this hook a little bit better. I think that's why it's a little higher, honestly. One of the best hooks of the year, either way. And one of Meek's best guest features, I think, that I've ever heard him on. I was stunned at how, weirdly enough, how good of a singer he was. Yeah. It well, was even YBM, like, oh, I heard Meek's uh, hook and I told him to told sing it, it twice. Told him to do it, sing yeah. it twice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just emotional. It's pure-hearted. It's really actually hard to believe that it's him. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like I said, just lyrically, this is some of the best writing in, in, in hip-hop for me this year. Just the imagery is endless, not only with YBN, Corday, but also Meek Mill. Just like the commentary on social issues going on in the world, uh, especially for like inner city and, minor, uh, and minorities in like very poor communities. And really, honestly, like some lyricism that just is incredible to me, like all just kind of about overcoming the struggle and then the glow up that eventually like that makes the come up worth it. You mm. know, like that sentiment. Um, I love Meeks. I could have died on that pavement. And then like that backing vocal. that's like, oh, you know what I mean? Dude, like, it's just, so good. That, that track was incredible. Incredible. One of my favorites man. Off that album. It is my favorite off this album. And this album is simply amazing. If you've not heard YBN Corday's Lost Boy, you you you're need to. You're missing out. It, it was it's up for Grammys. And his live show was incredible too. I mean, me Pano and Tank went and saw that, and it was like he put on such a crazy show. Yeah, I am. I'm a big YBN. I'm all in on YBN Corday, hundred mm-hmm. percent. So at number twelve, I have We Go Make It featuring Meek Mill. We'll definitely be hearing more from YBN later on. Oh, I believe list. it. I believe it. But so for me, my next song just missing the top ten, which makes me so sad considering how much I love this song, and I'm sitting here looking at it right now, just wishing that it made the top ten, but it didn't. Wale Debbie. And I what a jam. I have listened to this song so much. And then especially while I was like typing up some notes and things for this list, I kept putting it back on again and again and again. It's so fun. It, and while I even says dance with me, like it's this the biggest dance song. If you do not start moving to this song, I do not trust you as a person. You are definitely <laughs> like an alien or something who is shape shifted. You don't understand human music because this song is so, so groovy. And the vocal samples that he uses to make the main melody melody almost reminded me of like older Daft Punk songs where they would take like a vocal little Definitely sample and just like heck. repeat it over and over and over again. Yep. But then they brought in these really, really thick um, basses with a kick layered over the top. The hi-hat tempo really, really aided, like helped out the um, like the bounce to the song too because it's not like a regular in-time mm. 
tempo, it's using a swing beat. So there's like a weird little extra rest in there when they're doing it. And it, there's like volume swells that really just make you want to move along to this song. I Like it even says in the very beginning, it's just breaking off the dusty dusty. And that's what happens in this song. And it just makes you want to dance. And I definitely know that most of the time that I am listening to this, that's what ends up happening. So I would check this out. The whole album that we've already mentioned, you... Um, it was crazy. You had wow. Yeah, exactly. Wow, it's crazy <laughs> how good that album is. So check this out. Wale, Debbie is my number 11. Uh, that was one of our, again, one of our bad dad jokes there. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. Number China's 11. Right past it. <laughs> My number 11, Big Crit, Crit Here. Ooh, nice. A song that I really like continuously just grown on me. Grown on me, grown mm. on me. Like I'm one of the big, biggest Big Crit fans I know, along with my buddy Danny, who I mentioned earlier in this episode. And we saw his uh, show live. And this album, uh, Crit, is here Definitely a bit underwhelming. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it really impressed either of us no, as a whole. It was not even like an album that I come back to a ton. Uh, it just felt very mainstream, a little uninspired, not anything close to what Forever is a Mighty Long Time was. And so that was a little disappointing. But for me, Crit here still had it's very cinematic it's like a hey like i've made it type mm-hmm. seal and it's all the things you would expect out of big crit that you're like looking for in a big crit 100 percent. he does well yes he does 100 percent. like it brings the energy like the flows are like really catchy uh you feel his confidence and charisma on this one i love that high-pitched like chipmunk vocal sample i think it just works perfectly with that like cinematic production and then it just just drops in the hook it feels like, like I said, a victory or like just crossing the finish line mm-hmm. type of track. It's a bright, positive vibe. Really just a song that I still come back to a ton. And again, this one hurt me to keep out of the top 10, but it, it felt necessary because yeah. uh, there's just 10 other songs that I just liked a lot more than this this mm-hmm. year. And and honestly, I, because his album was so kind of meh that I, I just... It's tough to put songs in the top 10 from albums that seem underwhelming. Yeah, yeah. Even though this song is fantastic. So, number 11, Big Crit with Crit here. Nice. All right, here we go. Top 10. Top 10. Very exciting. Even though I know I'm definitely not going to get to talk about my number 10, unless it's also your number 10, which would be hilarious. It's not. I have Kevin Abstract with Peach. Oh, we're waiting. So I knew we were going to have to wait. But, so, very anticlimactic. That was my number 10. (laughs) So what's your number 10, though? My number 10, Gary Clark Jr., all right. Low Down Rolling Stone, which was also in See, my top I actually pick. thought it was going to be Pearl Cadillac. When I remember before, I was like, oh, I think I know what song it's going to be. No, I had Low Down Rolling Stone in That's right. last That's year's. That's right. Yep. yep. Or no, excuse me, uh, last um, list, mid-years. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and then I did mention on that episode as well that the live version is what won me over here. That's right. And yes. um, there's like, just like, I just love like those hard guitar chords that are paired with his lyrics and vocals here. You know, it just, it just feels like not a song that like... Um, I talked about it even a lot when we reviewed the album, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's energizing. It's a sing-along tune. It's just a jam. There's like a really awesome guitar licks. I've talked about this song in depth on the mid-year, so I won't get into it a ton right now. Uh, just go check this out if you haven't. And uh, somebody that doesn't really gravitate to a lot of rock and, and, and Indian blues, uh, I like it, but not something I, I listen to nearly as much. This is just a nice change of pace for me. Mm-hmm. Really enough, to be honest with you, some shockingly, hip hop. While I know there's a lot of I know there's a lot of hip hop on my list. Shockingly enough, there's not a ton of hip hop, quote unquote, or rap, I should say, in this top ten. 
Which is, I feel like mine has a has a pretty decent like mix it's weird. of things too. It's weird. It's a nice mix this year, and 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 I'm happy about that. 2019 was a good year for music, not just. I think hip hop. It was good. It might have not been it's at its strongest, um, reminiscent like I said of my list. But anyway, so number ten, Garrett Clark Jr. Low down Rolling Stone. Like keeping just, the idea of being the guitar hero alive. You know. Yeah, oh yeah. Amen to that. I love it. So number nine for me, this is another one where I changed the song from uh, from the album. So on our mid-year, I had 99 Neighbors with uh, Red Rum. Great song. Now I have 99 Neighbors with Lock and Key. Instead. Which is the other one that you were worried about, mm-hmm. you were toying with. And yep, I, and, okay. and then I flip-flopped right back to it. And this time I'm actually not nearly as on the fence because of replay value. Love Red Rum, very, very low-key vibes. This is one of those songs that I put it on and just immediately start like nodding my head, yep. snapping my fingers. The... Um, this is all basically dominated by the female vocalist. I mean, if anyone who doesn't know, 99 Neighbors, very, very big collective of rappers, singers, from musicians Vermont. from Burlington, Vermont. Yep, right right nearby. New England. Um, and and so this one is all just the singer. Um, I mean, it's I know it's a play on the word philosophy, but I think it's like philosophy. Um, so I don't know how I'm supposed to pronounce this. Clearly, clearly her name is Sophie. But either way, I like that name. I like the play on that word. But it's really wobbly, catchy keys that lead you in. Very jazzy guitar line that's kind of like noodling up over in the top right of your headphones until a really underwater sounding like lead guitar chord pattern comes in underneath things. And getting into more technical things, I guess it really sounds like it's like a bright strat. So it's like a very strat sounding guitar progression, which fits the jazzy nature of it because, you know, spot strats can play anything, but they sound great doing some jazz. Very forward in the production. And I love the vocal sample that they use at the chorus at the end. I don't know how I can't really describe it because it's not a word. But right when Sophie finishes her lyrics, there's this weird little vocal sample that they use to like lead from the chorus back into the next verse. And I just, I just love this song, man. It's, it's so smooth. It's so nice to listen to. It's one of the songs that when I listen to it, I basically picture myself like sitting on the beach during a sunrise or a sunset. It's just a song version of like warmth. It's just what this song makes me feel. Warmth. They're talented. They, they dropped a lot of good singles this year. Mm-hmm. After, even after the album came out, mm-hmm. that I got into a ton. Like fuck no, I was big into. Yep, that song was uh, fantastic. Yeah. So anyway, no. and she sings on that one as well. Yep. Great. No, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of 99 yeah, so, Neighbors at number nine. Yeah, number nine, 99 nine Neighbors, neighbors. Lock and Key. Yeah, I like that. Exactly, 999. Nine, nine. Well, I guess to keep it the nine theme, I have Tiana Major 9. Oh, there we go. And Earth Gang Collide mm-hmm. at number nine. So good. Dude, we see Johnny Venus in a new light here that I don't think we were able to see him really, not only in on the Dreamville, maybe a little bit on a song I won't name yet that we probably is both on our lists, but even more so, like more R&B uh, this song, like this, uh, this is very acoustic uh, instrumentation. It's very stripped back. Some like nice fluttery strings that are bright. They're easy to listen to. I'm, again, I'm shocked at how good of a singer that Johnny Venus is. I, don't, I didn't think I gave him as big of a credit as much as I think I should have for him as a singer. I think he really steps out of his comfort zone here and really delivers. And there's a clearly an unspoken chemistry between him and Tiana Ma- uh, Major Nine. There's just really great, excellent uh, like vocal chemistry and performances from both, and I'm I'm really excited about you know Earth Gang going forward. Like they they just did so much, so many great things this year for me, and this song again was another one off of that uh, Queen and Slim soundtrack, soundtrack yep. which I, the movie apparently is getting good reviews and it's solid. Very critically acclaimed. Yeah. Very critically. I haven't seen it yet personally, yeah. so I can't speak on that. But yeah, so Tiana Major Nine and Earth Gang with Collide at number Such nine. Such a catchy great song. Great song. Very good. Yep. Now, 
so moving along, my number eight is by a girl who herself says her name is not important, Jessie Reyes, with important, or imported, excuse me, with black, a.k.a. Six Lack, as he also says in the song, jokingly. It's some people sometimes call him Six Lack, Six but Lack. he doesn't care because his bank account, bank account is doing mighty fine. Now, this is a smooth, laid-back beat. Both of them are doing their usual kind of like sing-rapping style, which I'm a huge, huge fan of. And it's a really catchy rhythm pattern that they put with this melody as well. So I'm really, really impressed by it. The lyrics aren't really anything crazy. Like what you were saying with Emotional Orange is it's not like it's really anything super deep. It's just like kind of nursing a broken heart by going and like sleeping with someone else more or less or something like that. I think it's written from the perspective of that person basically being like, hey, you're pretty hurt. Why don't you come over? So like, again, not really anything deep with these lyrics, but it's it's just how well the vocals work with the beat to make an atmosphere where you want to just kind of lay back, close your eyes and listen to the song and lose yourself into the production. And especially Jessie's ability to switch the dynamics of her voice adds a lot of personality. Like, she has a really a lot of emotion switching from belts to these kind of, like, mid-volume mixes, which sound really, really nice. And then almost like a whispering, breathy head voice at certain points. Um, I'm pretty sure that my friend Alyssa was the one who showed me the song in the first place. So thank you for that suggestion. The song was definitely constantly being repeated on my playlists all year. Huge, huge fan of this track. So, yeah, imported. Sitting at my number eight. Sweet. Number eight for me, Michael Kiwanaka with Hero. Mm. I love his album. His album is really good. Kiwanaka is amazing. This is my favorite song off of it. I think it was the lead single, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe the second single. Uh, It's upbeat. It's funky. It's got really strong horns, but it's very got a nice heavenly background uh, vocal sample in the back or even like or backing vocals. I don't think it's me. It might not even be a sample. His performance on this song is amazing to me, man. Like he's really talented. So talented. I love his colors uh, performance as well that he had on 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 their sh- channel. I, love, I think he did they, they do um, so well. Them them and NPR have like the best live sets. It's oh, great. It's great. And uh, he didn't do this song. I think he did um, Piano Joint or something like that. I was like going to say my favorite Kiwanuka song is uh, Piano Joint. Yep. I so, love him. Uh, Michael Kiwanuka really just, I mean, he delivers one of his more focused and straightforward songs, but th- it's just thoroughly enjoyable. And, uh, and a song that has a lot of mainstream appeal, maybe more mainstream appeal than a lot of the songs on this project. Uh, but for me, yeah, just one of the most enjoyable songs of the year for me by far. I played this song a ton like when it came out his music I feel like really is like almost the definition of easy listening for me it really is it's just so soft and it's it's very nice to listen to so yeah at number 8 Michael Kiwanuka with Hero I'm pretty sure that um, Fantano had a song by him pretty high on his um, 100 songs of the year list as well he was a big fan of that guy yeah really really good man now another okay so this is the artist I was talking about earlier about the really weird voice effects and I am so excited to talk about this band because of how ridiculous they are and how much critical acclaim they've somehow gotten this year 100 Gex with a song Hand Crushed by a Mallet so first of all shout out Pano I know that he's gonna, he loves this band now especially their song Fuck Teeth sorry CJ who is a dentist who probably takes offense to that song name <laughs> but so the, this band, they've kind of taken the world by storm. I have seen their album. So the song, the band is 100 Gex. Their album is 1,000 Gex. G-E-C-S. Are I, they up for Grammys this year? 
I have no idea. I don't think that I don't know if they got Why, nominated. Where have, I heard, where have in, I heard them? Or where I, have I seen these this this group? I've just seen them pop up. Fantano has been maybe, hugely, oh, hugely maybe a big Fantano. fan of them. He likes a song called Money Machine, which I still haven't been able to like fully wrap my mind around because the first verse is just nuts. But so this band, they basically are super, super influenced by like EDM, scene core. And music of that style, where it's like a lot of very, very like heavy, heavy uh, like electronic productions, and the vocal effects on their singer make it super high pitched, and it's it's so weird to listen to. This band is just so out there and strange. Easily the strangest song out of this whole list, and probably that I've listened to in quite a while. And I think the thing that describes them the best, I heard it said once, I can't remember who it was, but it was online. It's music that just doesn't take itself too seriously. And I feel like nowadays everyone feels like they need to have something to say. They need to have some kind of deep message to their song. And Why it can't makes, we just jam out? Exactly. It, it almost makes listening to music like that, not that it's bad, but if you listen to a lot of songs like that in a row, it's kind of a chore because you're intently listening to it. This is it takes stuff a lot out of you emotionally. Exactly. Mentally. Especially if you like connect with it really, really like close. So this is literally just something that you put on and it's just fun. It's just fun to listen to. It's so upbeat, so energetic, so catchy. I I love this band. A lot of their songs are a little too grating for me right now. I haven't fully gotten it yet. But there's like this song and a few others on this album that I've kept coming back to. I love these guys. It's so it's so much fun. They're just Dude. so much fun. I'll have to give them a, a so check yeah. One hundred Gex, yeah. hand crushed by a mallet. Definitely check it out. Be warned that sometimes they do switch into some hard style stuff, like towards the end of the track. You can skip that once you get to it. But either way, great song. At number seven, I'm worried that I'm not gonna be able to talk about this yet. Okay, and I'm actually pretty surprised that this has lasted. If it is. Uh, good things fall apart. Elenium and Sean Bell. Yeah, we gotta wait on that. We gotta wait on that. That's one. crazy to me. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. my number seven. Uh, again, a very anticlimactic. We'll talk about it when we get to yours. Oh but yeah, Elenium yeah. and John Bell. Good things fall apart. Now, so now we come to my YBN Corday pick for number six. RNP featuring Anderson Pack. Let's go. Pack showing up wow. on the list again, which he's been dominating. It's been like a lot of Pack and Cole songs showing up on these lists, and I love it. By process of elimination. I think I've actually, like, I don't know the order, of course, but I think I figured out your top five, or at least four of your top five. Interesting. Interesting. I well, well yeah, I, I think well, a couple of them, now that I'm reading them, are definitely obvious. I, yeah. You know, I, I definitely know, I know what four you know as well. Yes, yes. Which is pretty funny. Yeah. I, and I actually, I think my very next one, my number five, is going to be the one that you'll be like, oh, okay, that's like the fifth one, but either way. Okay. Um, but so <laughs> RNP, number six, um, I just love the back and forth that Pac and YBN bring to this song. That second half of that verse. Yeah. It's oh unbelievable. My God. It yeah. literally, it feels like you're basically watching like two best friends sitting in the backseat of a car, like freestyling back and forth with each other just smiling and having fun and you're like in the front seat recording or something like that like bouncing along with them like oh my god this is crazy wish this is I awesome. was there when they recorded this. I, I want to be so bad I love that we've gotten to see them perform it live a couple times like on was it uh, Fallon that they did that unbelievable yep. unbelievable performance of it and it's like I said, it's just that chemistry. They both they both already are known for bringing a lot of chemistry in their voices. And when they're doing that together with each other, it just pairs so well, so, so well. So I, I love this song. The little string samples in the back are kind of hard to pick up. But they really bring out a lot of nice effects. I, I just this has been on repeat ever since it first came out. I can't wait for the summer again because it's such a summery song. But in the meantime, I'll just have to be sitting listening to it with the 11 degree weather outside. But either way, my number six, YBN Corday, RNP. Love it. 
And number six, you get to talk about this finally. Brass tracks. I'm all ah, right. Okay. Featuring all okay. Uh Horn section on this track. One of my favorite instrumental moments of the year. Maybe this might be one of my favorite instrument uh, instrumentals uh, overall mm-hmm. uh, of this year. Incredibly epic. Um, I love Arlamar's singing here, his performance. I liken this song to CeeLo, like a mature version of CeeLo Green's Fuck You. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's li- like the whole vibe of it is, you know what? I'm okay. I'm all right. All right. I don't need to, I don't, I'm, I'm good with being associated with you. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm set. Like I'm better off without you essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, it boasts a lot of like self-pride, self-care, but it's like not standoffish in any way. Dude, I love the horns in this too. I, I This almost reminded me a lot of uh, like Big Gigantic, but without being as like... I don't know, as much of like an EDM style drop. Right. But it's a lot more jazz yeah, driven. Exactly. Soul, which so is yeah. what you which is what usually gives Big Gigantic his like sound. But yeah. I, I was a huge fan of that song. Yeah. I don't know, we've talked about this song a ton, but again, mm-hmm. it's just, it was so good that it, it it had to be in the top ten still for well, me. Well, so hey, it made, made it into it. my high honors too. So both of us big fans of this song this yep. year. Huge. Top five. Crazy. All right, here we go. Now, as much as I have spoken about this artist, maybe a little bit negatively in recent light, and I I know that that's something that I I should acknowledge, and I don't mean to say that I am super against this artist, even though I did not agree with how many nominations she got, but my number five is Lizzo with Juice. Man, dude, I've been talking about songs that make you want to dance throughout the course of this, and as much as Debbie, even though he, like, commands you, dance with me, in the Wale song, Juice Juice is just one of those songs that, like, you want to dance to it, not because it's, like, telling you to dance, but because it's making you feel so good about yourself that you have to start dancing. This is the most feel-good anthem, like, body positivity, accepting yourself for who you are, and not even just accepting, but being like, nah, I'm, like, the shit. Like, the song, like, oh, you heard you say I'm the baddest, or you heard you say I'm not the baddest, bitch, you lying. Like, it, all of this is just, it exudes confidence. And this is what I love about Lizzo. These are the things I think she does really, really, really well, is that she gives off all of that confidence, and it's just so, like, fun and charismatic, almost like uh, like Anderson Pack is when he sings. And this song, I, I blows my mind that this is not the song that got big off this album and instead it was um truth hurts Mm -hmm. like i guess i I get it but i just i wanted this song to take off more than it did it it got a lot of recognition but not as much as i thought it deserved it brings you right back to like the 80s with the way that the instrumentation comes out it's a very guitar-led instrumental which is about to be a very strong theme showing up in my top five is guitar-led instrumentals. Actually, in my top ten in general. And now I know your top four. Now that I did. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I mean, this was definitely the one that you didn't that you weren't like thinking about. But yeah, Lizzo with Juice for top five. I love this song. Bouncy, upbeat. Definitely check this out. Awesome. I have a funny feeling I'm gonna us? have to in my number five that I'm gonna have to wait, which I'm upset about. And I want to just say for the record, this was my number one. Oh, I know what it is. I, yeah, I definitely for a while, and. It just, it weirdly enough, it dropped down to number five. And the reason for it was that I didn't quite come back to it as much as the top four. Mm. That's why it's five. Because I actually, to be honest with you, I was flip-flopping the top five essentially like every, like every which way. And, and it just came back down to, okay, you know what? I had to sit down and I had to say, okay, what song did I listen to the most from this top five? And this, unfortunately, was the fifth most listened out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dreamville Sacrifices. Yep, we're going to have to wait on it. We'll have to wait on it. So Not gonna... not too, too long, but yeah, we will have to wait. All right, Dreamville Sacrifices, number five. All right, you're number four. So my number four 
It's Anderson Pack. What can we do? Featuring wow. Nate Dogg. Wow. Shocker. Surprise, surprise. Fucking surprise, Cody. Oh, whoa. <laughs> really reaching out of my normal comfort zone here. Big shock. I love this. Song. Hold on, hold on. What can, can we, we do? do? <laughs> oh, so we do that every time. <laughs> it's so good. Silky smooth. It's a warm blanket and hot chocolate by the fireplace <laughs> type song. Dude, I like I love this song. I can't even that's, into, that, like, that's a new it's that's great. a new that's new commentary from you on yes. this track. We've talked about this track probably what, three, four times already? Oh yeah. You've never, I, you've never I've talked about this song a million. Breath. Well that's why I have to try and, you know, add something new and I can't be saying the same things over and over and over uh, again. We got we got people to entertain here. But it's super psychedelic, G Funk to the max. It, like we just did a second ago, snapping your fingers, bobbing along. And really, the thing that kept this so high on my list is the more I listen to it, the more I'm kind of touched by the song. I've mentioned before how a lot of posthumous uh, features that show up and like clips that people use come off as super gimmicky because it doesn't really fit the song. It literally sounds like the only purpose was to use a clip of someone who has passed away. Yeah. This is one where you can literally feel the respect and admiration that Anderson Pack has for someone like Nate Dogg, who paved the way for that like singing style. A lot of that G-funk. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That, that Pack uses so much in all of his music, where it literally feels like he was trying to get across that they were almost in the booth together, singing back and forth, where it's not like Nate Dogg in the feature. It's almost Anderson Pack having to make sure what he is doing is fitting what Nate Dogg is doing in the song. I love so it. Good. I, I've listened to this song mind-blowing amounts of times. And even when I was doing my like write-ups, I would keep having to like catch myself from going back and like listening to it again. Like, no, 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 no. I need to listen to these other songs and like keep writing some notes about them. But this one, this one is just unbelievable. I, I love it so much. But so Anderson Pack, what can we do? Number four. Worthy as hell of it. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Nate Dogg. R.I.P. Nate Dogg. All right, people. You knew it was coming. You knew you knew this was going to be on my list. You knew these guys were going to be here. It was just a matter of where. where? Mm-hmm. Brockhampton. There it is. And we. So I flip flopped on the song. For the heart, it was it was so hard to leave Sugar off. I love Sugar. This is obviously, of course, I'm talking about their newest album or their latest album, Ginger. Uh, Sugar was probably. Uh, it's like one. It's like one B, right? And uh, I talked about this album at length when we had Tyler that came on. Uh, mm-hmm. our shout out Tyler. And we, we did a uh, Brockhampton Ginger review. We also uh, reviewed Amir Van's EP as well, Emmanuel. Which now after listening to his, his interview on Sway, I'm kind of getting a different perspective about, honestly. And making it much more... And that's why I want to talk about this track in particular, Daily Departed. Which is my number four track of 2019. Mm-hmm. It, it's 1A because of a couple of reasons uh it's heartfelt all right we get some commentary from not only kevin abstract uh who you know really talks a lot um about like you know dealing with like this tremendous loss of like their best friend and kevin talks about like trying to be transparent more on social media he doesn't feel like he quite depicts who he truly is on social media doesn't want to really hide from anything anymore. A lot of things, that, like themes that he was talking about. Well, a lot of the like, controversies that have surrounded them, like exactly. with Amir and everything. Yeah, things he was like talking, like he was addressing a little bit on Arizona Baby, but like not quite to this extent. And then Dom's verse is just like unbelievably passionate and even like oh, angry, crazy. Like blames Amir for like setting up his friend to be robbed mm-hmm. and how he's like, you know, he has much in the way to like learn from being like a man. Um, you know, because he feels like, you know, Amir is not like a quote unquote like man and um, or a, a, a grown man. 
And well, I feel like they talk about loss a lot in there too. Isn't don't, yeah. isn't there like talk about uh, like grandparents or something like that passing away in that mm-hmm. song too? If I'm yeah. thinking of the right one, and that's actually um, so Matt's verse, which is all I'll get to Matt's verse in a second. But mm-hmm. the mic drop with Dom at the very end of the track, like he just goes ballistic on that flow and just drops the mic, and then the and then the ending of the 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 instrumental is just like ridiculous like i'm just obsessed with this song again i love sugar but like this was like the song for me because it just it hit me somewhere and i gotta say man like joba's hook i know it only comes in once but oh my god it's an amazing like i always it's hate when they tease angelic. like that songs it's, it, oh my god you get one fantastic hook like repeat it one more time give me give me it one more time so good and like Mm -hmm. he hits some unbelievable falsetto like notes in here like and it just pairs so nicely with the beat because the beat's mostly like a low tempo drum progression with like some spacey like violin strings that almost whine it's it's interesting Mm -hmm. I can't quite explain it you have to just kind of like go listen to it it almost sounds like it could be like off of like an interstellar like that movie or something like that with Matthew McConaughey like I feel like that instrumental could be on like could have been a score potentially like on that movie like that's i guess the the closest i can get um you can really feel the pain in joba's Mm -hmm. voice and you can feel the pain in dom's verse like you can tell that he just went in there he was just angry like he's gotten that headspace ripped it was done dropped the mic it shows a lot of talent when you can literally get into the writer's headspace with with what they put into the song and that's what usually really draws me to a lot of artists and this is a bit of an unorthodox verse and which is why the way Matt Champion flows over it is, I think, maybe the potentially the most impressive part of this whole song. And it, it, it shocks me that he was able to stay on beat with how he rhymed over it. And it goes, it's, he raps like, na 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 A little like, like, syn- type, like weird syncopation type thing going yeah, on. Yeah, but like it... It's weird that he somehow, like I said, stays on beat, mm-hmm. and he delves more into like his family history, like losing his grandparents and like his own regressions with like with money and f- his fears versus like the other two guys talking more about Amir. Yeah. So anyway, I, this album to me is one of my favorites of the year. Spoiler, and mm-hmm. this song, Dilly Departed, clearly, you know, one of my favorite songs at number four. Nice. So, so number three. Now we now we can talk about it. I have Elenium featuring John Bellion with Good Things Fall Apart. Haven't we talked about this song oh, so, so many times much, and though. I want to talk about it again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so we've said I'm, the biggest thing that kept this so high on my list is the absolute spiritual experience of seeing this live yep. um, and that having every single person in the entire arena belting their heart out along with the song. What did he say? Like, oh, I want them to be able to hear us all the way up in New Hampshire or something like that. That's what he said. Um, and I, I just, this song is so good. That that moment was like life-changing at that show. It was um, unbelievable. Um, it's another guitar-led song, great little acoustic line right in the front, and there's a melody over the top of it. The strum pattern kind of sets up the beat of the song, and then it slowly shifts from the guitars into the synths. It builds up so beautifully. Some nice percussion. And then all of a sudden, oh. it's like, boom, John Bellion's voice hitting those high notes that I have no clue how he does. It's This song is just unbelievable, man. Very worth it of being, yeah, top 10 for both of us, seven for me, and three, and, and three for you, man. Hell yeah. Uh, my number three, Ryan Caraveo, Peanut Butter Waffles. Wow. This song, bro, like this album, I'm sorry, excuse me, 
changed my life. Shout out Washi for putting me onto this album originally. Well, no, excuse me. Danny showed me Deceived when it was a single, like very early on in the year. And I liked it. And then Washi was like, yo, I know your Check music takes out. by now. And he was like, yo, you're going to love this album. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard Deceived, blah, blah, blah. I was like, let me check this album out. Fucking amazing. Like, fucking amazing. Peanut Butter Waffles is one of the best songs I have probably heard in the last few years. Like, I don't think I've, I've connected to a song quite as much as I have with this. The instrumental, I'll get this out of the way. It's very just a simple acoustic guitar, and it's mixed with, mixed with like some watery like xylophone influence keys. They almost sound like I said, almost sound like a xylophone, but it makes Ryan's vocals become like the foreground of the song, and it's one, some of the most relatable lyricism you'll hear all year. Uh, it feels like almost like a diary entry to me, mm-hmm. really, and it truly depicts like depression, loneliness, like the anxieties of life. Like I could quote the whole track here. I won't just go listen to it, but some things I wanted to mention about this. This this couple of of, of uh, lines that I wanted to point out. Um, he says one of his lines is, "I'm hiding in my castle, but the walls are made of styrofoam." Talking about like basically, you know, addressing like his him trying to be a singer mm-hmm. and songwriter and, and even rapper, right? Like no, just like a dissertation. The, the soundproofing panels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The styrofoam. Exactly. Yep, you got it. And I liken Ryan Caraveo. He's like a, a mix between he's not a rapper, but I don't he's not like the greatest singer in the whole world. But the pocket he finds and the type of music he makes, it has like an indie sound, but almost like so, it's soulful. I like it. Some him. people don't realize you don't necessarily need to be the best singer if you know how to use your voice to yes. get the, yes. a, the sound effect and the feeling that you want. Yes. And I actually, to be honest with you, going off of John Bellion, I think that he is like a mix between Kid Cudi and John Bellion. Interesting. That is where I would put him. Listen to it. You'll understand what I mean. Anybody that hasn't heard him. Mm. And then this, this other line blows my mind every time i hear it always thinking about my fickle feelings because there ain't no antidote laying here in silence because i cannot find the damn remote even if i found it i would probably just flip flip and flip in the midst of august getting started on my christmas list like blows my mind and then he says another one about another line about him like having the volume on the TV turned up to 50 to like drown out ambient sounds. So like, I'm looking at the lyric right before that too. And he's saying he's playing battlegrounds and overwatch. So shout out gamers. Love that. Exactly. You're going to love this guy. You have to listen to this. I need to get on this. Yeah. And I'm liking these lyrics that I'm reading. He, this is another one. Oh my God. This is another one that that just blows my mind. Um, like I said, you talk about the, like turn up the volume to 50. Um, cause he, then he says, I can hear the fridge buzz. I can hear my thoughts clear. I can hear the room ring. I can hear who's not here. Mm. Like, dude, this, it, it's amazing. His lyricism, it's its relatable. It's It gives me chills just talking about it. And he has this really cool, like, Blink-182 almost, like, inspired break at the end of this track. It, it, it just... I can go on and on about this. not only this song, but this album. This album, there's not a I, song on it. Spoiler, like, this album is... It's just... Fuck, it's amazing. It's amazing. And And... Shout out Ryan Caraveo. Washi and I got to see him live front row do like this whole album at the Sony. Uh, Sony yeah, I remember seeing pictures a couple of that, yeah. a couple of months ago, and I'm just such a big fan, and I can't wait to hear it. Like that album's gonna be on my repeat forever. And Peanut Butter Waffles is is my favorite song on this album. So at number three, Ryan Caraveo. It hurts my heart to not have it higher than three. To be honest with you, but there's two songs above it that. I think by process of elimination, you now know mm-hmm. which are going to be. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now. Number two. Number two. Second one in a row that now you can finally talk about again. Dreamville. 
with Sacrifices featuring Earth Gang, J. Cole, Smino, Smino Saba, what a song. The Boys. What a song. This was this was the soundtrack to my summer. What this, a song. this album and specifically this song was the soundtrack to my summer. Came out July fifth, and from that moment on, me and Pano had it on multiple times every day, album every incredible. single time we were hanging out. Best song I, on the album. Best song on the album, in my opinion. This this was just wild with between Johnny Venus's back and forth um, effect in his vocals at the end of his verse to Smino using his usual sounding vocal style of like swallowing his vowels a little bit, but not. I feel like sometimes he almost leans too much on like the like the weird high pitched vocal, and then he kind of sits in certain pockets that. I feel like you're almost like a crutch, but with this song, it was very, very chill. I, yeah, I like the way he solid verse. His cadence. Yeah, yeah and in this one, he doesn't like fall back into any loop no. the whole time. Like he's got such a calm demeanor with his flow, but the cadence is very different in how mm-hmm. he's delivering it. Smino is very good at that, and I, I, I don't, I, I hear your point about it almost being a crutch, but I think that's what makes him very unique as an artist, mm-hmm. and really like what makes me enjoyable about him. I love Saba's verse on here. I think it's. It, I think it's his best verse ever. I think, and, and I that's think, coming from yeah. someone who I put that Saba album is my favorite album of the year, and um, what uh, care for me, and then that song Prom King also was my favorite song, song of the right, year, right. and I still think this might be his best verse ever. It, it, it and it got him so much recognition, and I love that. Like that's one of the reasons why this song too is one of my favorite songs ever because it's finally this whole project shined so much light on a lot of smaller artists, especially producers that are really talented like Saba who deserves all of this respect he's now getting yeah yeah and I think he contrasts Smino's verse because he's a little more mm-hmm. aggressive with it but then of course J. Cole probably puts the best verse of the year uh, the passion he puts through uh, you know just hugging the black hugging the black uh, okay it's crazy. like oh my god bro like, it's like gives you yelling chills it out from his heart Oh, literally, like about his, you know, about his wife and mm-hmm. how, you know, like telling so everyone he has another kid on the way yeah, in it too, just, dude. This this song was great in the way he's able to like at the very end. And yesterday would feel just mm-hmm. like a waste. Like just the way that he gets into the sing song verse. Like he he does everything that makes everything that makes J Cole J Cole. He does on this song. bundled up in that one song. that one verse. Yep. And dude, sacrifices. And even the lyrics are relatable too. Everybody's made sacrifices to get where they are in life, even if it's something small yep. like not eating lunch someday because you have to like crunch some like report or whatever or bigger things like moving somewhere else for a job or things that they're saying they've for had to give up. Other, like, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and actually, this kind of relates. This is a completely different realm of music, but uh, that band Idols that I've mentioned a couple times, um, they from last year, one of their songs, they mention like, oh, the massive sacrifices people who have significant others and they tour have to make. So I don't know. It's nice to see another recurring theme there yep. of things like that, yep. paying homage to those sacrifices that people do make. So yeah, number two, Dreamville with Sacrifices. And just... goes to show how great of a song this is that it's both in our top five. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Number two. I'm, curi- I'm curious what the order is here. I'm very curious. Matt Corby and Tash Shaltana. Okay, okay. I actually, I thought it was going to be flip-flopped. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was going to be switched the other way it, around. Yep. Uh, man, the fact that this song is as high as it is for me is should be a testament to how amazing this song is mix of just a really cool but like jazz but also electronic uh influences and the sax and the horns they're very rich and they're smooth but then the mm-hmm. keys are glossy and textured and that electric string on the hook is just amazing the vocal sample ties it all together their chemistry is incredible uh, I, I i there's n- nothing about this song i don't love 
basically just a song about a couple that's maybe jumped into this relationship a little too fast and like they're no longer on the same page. Mm, things have kind of like started heating up to yeah. a boiling point and they need to hash it out. They need to talk it out. Yes, exactly. And they, they've they both kind of been ignoring some red flags that they shouldn't have. Like that light line, we were uh, too in love to think about tomorrow. That's like something uh, Tosh says on her verse. Mm-hmm. And I love the second half of it as it just gets even like the 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 energy is heightened a little bit more i think that that really it talks about the like really shows the urgency of the matter right that they need to like solve this or else it's going to collapse like mm-hmm. you know this whole thing will just fall apart and, and i like the sentiment there though of like when you start feeling issues you need to bring them up and talk it out otherwise uh, what's the lyric that they say in there if um like speak about it or love you'll start to doubt it like yep, you need yep. to you need to get it off of your mind and talk about it otherwise it's going to be something that really starts giving some self-doubt yeah exactly and i don't know i love the horns i've always been a huge fan of tash sultana's um guitar playing from um jungle which pano is now obsessed with too right now yep. um that's the song yep. she released a while ago so I'll definitely check that stuff, one out yeah. too but yeah, I, I love her playing. The only thing I wish they let her take a longer solo. There's that like one little guitar solo break, but then she comes right back in with her singing again. So it's not necessarily a complaint, but it's just I love her playing so much. So as another guitarist, I love hearing her just jam for a little bit. So definitely would love to hear some more solos from her. But I mean, this song was my 17, so made the top 25 uh, for me, top 20 for me, and then number two for you. Two, incredible unbelievable song unbelievable song one of my favorites of the year and finally number one our actual favorites of the year go ahead and we both know we, I know we, yours we, should we, didn't we do this last time we where, did. We, where we say so, so should we should we say each other's but I'm, I'm, I don't know what's okay I, I'm gonna take a guess here okay Cody's number one song of the year is going to be Emotional Oranges Just Like You wow no so I almost I almost switched it out for Just Like You Built That Way was the one that you ended put up. Built that Okay. Yep, so I ended up right. keeping it with Built That Way. Built that Dude, way. I this it, it was such a hard choice. I had I had Built That Way, Just Like You, and West Coast Love. And it was those three that I was bouncing between so much. I knew it was gonna be the number one, regardless so, of which one it was. So if I could use multiple artists, it probably would have been emotional oranges one, two, and then maybe like four for those songs. Yeah. It, what, it's what's funny to me that I'm shocked our number ones from mid-year didn't change despite mm-hmm. anything that came out second half of the year yep. which is shocking to me yeah it was it was wild how I, I fully expected this song to drop a little bit but man I, I've still just been I thought mine was going to drop too and so and much and, and even this album this album was just full of hits this the the juice part one was full of absolute hits i've talked about this song a million times i love emotional oranges we've said we'd love to see them live incredible and i this song is just so catchy great bass line chords really start off like low with just like that like boom but now like the bass coming in so it's very like you don't really know where it's gonna go and then all of a sudden all the chords come in it's super beautiful it's very Very, open very tlc sounding Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. Yep. oh it's awesome and they've referenced tlc before and they said that they did like a cover that was like their first thing they did together of like a TLC song or something and and I think that the the lyrics everyone can relate to too of just being tired of having to play games with people and guess what they're feeling like just fuck like screw it be honest I can take it like I just want to have the the truth and nothing but the truth and so I I love this song number one for me of the entire year of 2019 Emotional Orange is built that way very deserving and Emotional Orange just had a great year they did Go ahead. Two fantastic albums, which makes me sad. I can't put like both into my album list. I guess spoiler alert there, but if I could, I probably would. I yeah. probably would have. Yeah. All right, what's mine? All right, and Mike's number one is Ari- from Arizona Baby. 
Kevin Abstract with Peach. Yep, Dominic Fike, Joba, Bareface, all four of them. Like, just, ugh. Like, there's not a single, like, time this year that I wasn't listening to this song. Mm, it's gorgeous. It, it's beautiful. Like, I remember when the video came out, it wasn't even streaming services yet. I think I played it, like, 20, I think I watched the video and listened to the song, like, 20 times in, like, the first day. It was, it, it was wild. Like, just really cool indie folk-sounding song with, like, some nice acoustic guitars and a drum percussion. It's just carefree. It's authentic. I almost feel like it's a better version of Young, Wild, and Free. Mm-hmm. That's how I compare this to, like a Wiz Khalifa, that Wiz Khalifa song from years ago. Feel good. Feel good. Hook is one of the catchiest of the year. I'll be your baby oh, girl. Oh, it's so your good. body good if you... Oh, man. Dominic Fike, his first verse, it's fun, it's charismatic, it's just... Oh, man. And then Joba and Bareface's contributions with the backing vocals, the ad-libs. Mm-hmm. This song is one of the best songs I've heard in years. I have not played this. i played this more than I've played any song I, I've heard in a long, 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 long time. Mm-hmm. And... It's just a testament that that's still at number one from the mid-year to now. And to be honest, yeah, Sacrifices was there for a little bit. I even did say that in the mid-year. I'm pretty sure I did say that, or I, I kind of hinted at that. Yeah. But when I really like battle re- between them, it was. But when I really reevaluated, it Peach Peach is it Peach is the song for me. It, so. And I mean, it made it right into just snuck into my top ten too. So I mean, top ten placements from both of us. This this is a great track. Yeah. And again, another one of those ones where it's like I love it so much, and I also can't wait for it to be summer again. And I guess to, 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 to like go driving back. around, yes. just blasting this out of my yep. car. So, and that's it. Wow, that's crazy. It was a lot. Of, it's a lot of great music. Top twenty five, high honors, and honors lists from Cody and myself. Mm-hmm. Guys, thank you for sticking with us for this episode and we really appreciate it we got albums mm-hmm. coming next so stay yep. tuned for that same format like mike was saying before we'll yep. have like a top and then uh high honors and an mm-hmm. honor roll we have uh decade lists coming not not too uh far after that so mm-hmm. stay tuned for those i have a boston uh artists review uh, volume two coming out very soon so stay tuned for that and then we have a lot of show and tells coming up in Tons. february we're we going got... and seeing earth gang we're going and seeing ripe which, yep. Oh. Yep. so and and actually sort of fill in a little bit here just very very quickly well uh, we reached out or very recently on instagram to the fan page for ripe and so we're most likely going to get to link up with uh the person who runs like the fan group with them and get to talk stories and things but either way just definitely a lot of good content that's kind of coming up yep. in the future we have a list of guests that are going to be joining us this year mm-hmm. that I am so excited to sit down with uh even a potentially a uh, collaboration with a YouTube uh reviewer which mm-hmm. I will which will will tease on on social media once once we once we get that set up for yeah, sure you get more details going you get more details to come and yeah thank you guys so much for sticking with us from 2019 I can't believe that we're finally here a year later mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about it earlier, how just surreal this is to be in our our first yeah. studio. And it's just... I mean, we've really talked great. about it on the show before that our first episode was literally a microphone that came with like rock band for the Xbox put into a cup that was on a like maybe knee height table between the two of us. Crazy. And they were sitting here with two mics in our faces sitting across the table. It's, it's really cool to see. Yep. So thank you guys. Appreciate it. And we're stoked for a phenomenal 2020. Absolutely. And as always, I'm Mike. I'm Cody. We are the Turntable Teachers. And class is dismissed.